Let us bow our heads. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, again, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the gift of uh, preaching the gospel. Um, Lord, we don't take this for granted, and we're just so honored um, that you would uh, take us and use us uh, to share your gospel. So, Lord, we thank you, and we praise you, and we magnify you. And Lord, we ask you to allow your word to penetrate the hearts and minds of young men and women, and not just on the airways, but here in the sanctuary. But Lord, uh, some came with different agendas and different things that was going on. Uh, but Lord, you said no one comes except you draw them. So Lord, we trust uh, that this is the place that they're supposed to be at a time such as this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. First of all, I want to say thank you so very much to uh, uh, everyone for yesterday. Uh, yesterday we did the homegrown uh, celebration of uh, my nephew, Janari uh, uh, Hawthorne. And I just want to say on behalf of the church, uh, thank you so very, very much. Um, the family was very appreciative of, of the church and Kingdom Embassy and uh, how King's Embassy stepped up. And we appreciate that so much. Praise and worship team, you was the bomb. Y'all did uh, a girl, Carly Wright, uh, made sure she had a smile on her face in the midst of her family. Uh, so thank you all so much uh, for stepping in. They, I just want to... Uh, talk uh, today uh, about something that's really been pressing uh, on me. The enemy, uh, I've been uh, kind of stuck on social media uh, for a while. I don't normally do social media, but uh, I've been watching on my YouTube and I watch and something's happening uh, in the world, uh, particularly in the African-American community, uh, that's very alarming and disturbing. Um, uh, I've never seen it happen in my lifetime, uh, uh, but social media has, it seems like all those leaders, all those people who we uh, really uh, had a lot of respect for and uh, that we listened to a lot of their motivational talks and all that, it seemed like somewhere in the background, somebody has an agenda to destroy uh, the character of every one of them. It seems like every time you flip social media, uh, somebody's talking about the character of another person. Uh, and it seems like they're just trying to destroy people who have always had a good name. Uh, and I'm not saying that they didn't do what they did or whatever, but I just want you to know something. You cannot ever throw a rock when you live in a glass house. I just want you to know that. So those who, uh, uh, in order to throw a stone, you got to bring a stone. Right, and so it seems like uh, they're trying to do something uh, to discredit so many people that God has blessed to uh, 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 elevate and be successful, and who has contributed a lot to the African American community. Uh, so it's, it is disturbing, and so, and here's the thing: the media can portray whatever they want to portray, and they can make you believe whatever they want to make you believe. And there, I was telling Ardina this morning, it's, it's sad. It's a sad commentary. Uh, there's, there's people who think they're doing uh, people a favor uh, by getting their, their podcasts or their talk shows and destroying people. Uh, I'm going to expose them, right? I told Ardina, I said, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I wish I knew 
T.D. Jakes, but I don't know him. I wish I knew P. Diddy. I don't know him. I wish I knew Will Smith, but I don't know him. I don't know Oprah Winfrey. I don't know Cat Williams. I don't know none of those guys. I just see them. I don't know none about their life, right? Um, but there are people who are making comments uh, and on pie shows and all this. Man, they, particularly the church. Let's talk about the church. They destroying the name of a lot of mega pastors, right? And and I promise you, you can almost take this to the bank. Most of the people that's talking, right? They don't even know the pastors. They never ever came in contact with them. Um, they just have a they have it against pastors and they have it against the church and they want to find mockery in the church and what they what's going to happen is going to trickle down the reason I'm talking about it because it trickles down people think it don't have an impact but it impacts all of us in the body of Christ it impacts all of us so when you destroy someone uh, people start looking at the entire church different right and, and it impacts people's lives and God used us as human beings to help improve the quality of other people's lives. And, and so as you, as you listen to things and you start making judgment calls, uh, just remember uh, that you uh, had a skeleton in your closet too. And, and God, maybe God just didn't expose your skeleton. Uh, and maybe you're not at that level uh, that you're not important enough for anybody to say anything about you. Right? Uh, but just be careful uh, when you're throwing stones at people when you don't know nothing about their life for real, right? Because people can take a clip, and I've seen it happen. They've taken a clip and put the body, the head of somebody else on another body, and you swear it's that person. People have sued people, man, because they lied and they did body swaps and all this kind of stuff. So some stuff you think is real and you think is legit, it's not as legit as you think it is. I'm not saying they, they wrong or right. I don't know. I can't judge that. But I want to talk about this here because uh, we, as believers, have a responsibility on behalf of the kingdom to represent the kingdom. Right? So in Matthew chapter 6, uh, Jesus uh, was talking to his disciples uh, and he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added, right? And he's telling them, if you seek God's kingdom, that means God's governing influence. So I need to probably spend my life, and I have a lot of energy if I want to spend my life, man, trying to find positive things in people's life, or I can uh, spend my time trying to destroy people's lives. I, I have the ability to do both. Uh, it depends on what I want to do with my life. And the question is, who do I represent? Because I promise you, you hear me well, soon as you open your mouth, you tell people who you are. So when you start coming out and you start talking about other people and saying negative things about other people, you have to ask the question, who are you? What's going on in your life that you feel like you can, you can speak about somebody else's life and you don't know nothing about them? All right? Now, I'm going to bring all this stuff home, uh, to hopefully today. Right? You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody said transform by your mind. That's important. Transform by your mind. You have to transform the way you think. Now hear me well. I don't care what, and I want every young person to hear this, because it, Hitler said, if you give me your children, then I control your world. Right? Because if I can instill in the children, they'll pass it all on. They keep going. Right? 
Um, if you got to change the way you think. If you want to change your circumstance, your situation, or whatever, I have to change the way I think. I have to, if I want to look at something different, I have to think of it different. If I want to see somebody different, I have to think different, right? Somebody is always trying to control the way you think. People feed you information all the time because they want you to think a certain way, right? So you have to pay close attention to the way you think and what you're thinking about. Every song you listen to is a message to you. Every TV show is a message to you. Every book you read is a message to you. Everything that comes into your brain is a message to you. The question is, what's good and what's bad, right? Uh, and what am I going to do with this information? Because all this information is coming, and I have to filter it out. The problem is, some of us don't have good filtering systems, right? And we take this thing in, and it's almost like our system is plugged up. And we take this stuff in, and then how many people ever heard of a conspiracy theory? Raise your hand. Right. So there's people, I can, I promise you, I can make a statement today and start a conspiracy theory. And, and some of you all would leave here and swear to God it's the truth because Pastor Duran said it. He said, I know it's the truth because he ain't going to lie. I know it. Right. I'd be lying through my teeth, but you believe me, right? So people start theories and, 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 and uh, all these conspiracy theories. And they say something, and they make you believe this is it. So you got people all over the world, all over the place. They're everywhere. Now, the question is, where are you? You have to ask yourself a question, man. Where is my mind? Where am I thinking? All right? Uh, is God my leader? Is Jesus my Lord and Savior? Uh, do I really represent him, or am I play-acting? and call myself a hypocrite. A hypocrite is a play actor. Uh, it's a person that puts on a mask, and then they put, and they don't show anybody who they really are, so they act like they're something, but they're really not, right? Uh, and so you have to figure out who are you, right? And if, uh, I heard someone say, it's better to be thought a fool than to speak out and remove the doubt, right? Uh, uh, sometimes people can try to fake you out until they start talking. If they talk long enough, if you really want to find out somebody, take them on a long trip. Right? Then you're gonna, they're going to let their hair down then, if they got any. They're going to let it down, and you're going to find out what they're really all about. All right? Now, I'm saying all this because we represent the kingdom. I don't care what everybody else do. We represent the kingdom. Right? I don't care if Everybody leave this church and never come back. I'm not ever going to stop preaching about the kingdom. And it's about love, right? Love matters. It's the thing that makes the difference in people's life. I don't care how much theology you have. Love matters, right? Now, uh, but if you don't think it matters, then what you think matters matters to you. And you may not care. Because you may think a different way, right? But if you say you are a follower of Christ, then you have an obligation to represent him in your everyday walk. And people should know by the way you talk and by the way you walk and by the way you move, right? 
because they knew Jesus' disciples. Listen, Jesus never called himself a Christian. Never. He never called himself a Christian, right? The people called them Christians, right? The reason why they called them Christians, Kim, is because they noticed something about all the people that was following Jesus. They all took on his personality. They all took on his DNA. They took on uh, his love. So the way he loved and the way he cared was so unique, and it was easy to identify them. So they said, we're going to identify them, and we're going to call them Christians because they're Christ-like. They act like the Christ, right? Now, some people say you're a hypocrite because you act like a hypocrite. And the person that said, you have to ask yourself a question, why are they saying that about you? Are you, are you professing one thing but doing something different? Uh, are you misrepresenting who you say you're following? Right? Or are you talking about, well, what's going on? Right? And, and, and people are very, uh, uh, very skeptical about a lot of stuff right now because uh, they're really worried and they're nervous. Right? But I promise you, uh, God is going to win in the end uh, because he uh, has his power resting and ruling in all of us. So I'm going to kind of walk us through that. So Paul was writing to the church, right, at Rome. And here's what he wrote, right? I want you to take your Bibles, if you have them, right, and I want you to earmark Romans chapter 12. Because chapter 12 is a very powerful, powerful chapter, right? Now, there's a whole lot of, the, the whole book of Romans is a powerful book. But Romans is, the chapter 12 is good. And I'm going to try to work through about the first 13 verses, right? And I'm going to work through them and get out of here in time enough because I got to be in Chicago today. So I'm going to leave out of service so fast today, y'all going to think I don't like y'all. <laughs> but I got to get on the highway and get in Chicago before the Lions play because I got to sit down. Right now. So Romans chapter 1. Now listen, this is, there, this is important. Before Margaret you can love anybody. You got to have a relationship with God. You can't love your wife without a relationship with God. So your relationship with God, because here's the problem. If I don't love God, I'm a cheat on Ardina. Because my nature, I have a sin nature. And my sin nature ain't no good, right? That's why Paul said there's a warning in my members. Whenever I desire to do good, evil is always present. Now listen, it ain't that I, I, I don't love my wife. It's just my, I got to die to my sin nature. Because my sin nature is an enemy against God. And it's about me, right? So it's important. I got to love God so much that I love him so much that I won't cheat on Ardina. Right? I love him so much, man, I won't steal y'all money in the church. Now I can don't get me wrong. I can. I can walk away from here, and I can drive a Mercedes with your money. I can do that, right? I, I know some of y'all say it can't happen. I promise you it can happen. There's enough of y'all giving enough money, I can do it, right? But, but I won't do that because I love God too much. And because I love God, I honor you all. And I don't want to do nothing to hurt you all. But I definitely don't want to do anything to hurt God, right? So you got to have a relationship with God. 
Your devotion to God is so important, uh, young people. If you don't have a relationship with God, you're going to cuss at school, you're going to lie, you're going to cheat on your tests, you're going to do all kind of stuff when your mama not around and when your daddy not around. I don't care what they tell you. The only thing that can really stop you from messing up real bad is God. Right? Because your nature, your sin nature, will make you do things that you won't do in front of your parents, but you act the fool behind their back. Right? Now, y'all stay with me now. Now, it's important to understand. That's why we got to have God in our life so we can be everything he intended for us to be. So Paul wrote this. Here's what he said. And so, um, this is a New Living Translation. You may have a King James and all that. If you want me to teach you in the King James, I can switch over. But here we go. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to who? Not to your wife. Right? Not to your children. No. Not to your co-workers. I know you get, some of you all, man, give your bodies to your boss. You put your work before God. Now, I'm not talking about they call you to come to work. Some of you all, if your boss call you and your pastor call you, you're going to work first, even if you don't have to do it. So he can say, I need you, and then I say, I need you, and you say, Pastor, I'll see you next week. Now, I'm just telling you the gospel truth. Now, you don't get offended. I'm just telling you what happens, right? Now, you have to ask yourself, why? Why is that? Because you have the job because of him. Right? Now, so it says, here's what he says. Uh, uh, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because, now this is good, because of all he has done for you. Some of you all have been in situations so bad, you don't know how you was going to get out of it, and he delivered you. You should have been dead. You should have lost it all. You should have lost your mind. But God brought you through it. He said, listen, if you don't do it for no other reason, do it because of what he done for you. He saved you out of the gutter. And brought you to the other, right? This is important uh, because if we don't understand this piece, we're going to do us. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. So he says, because of all he has done for you, right? He says, let them be a living sacrifice. He said, I need your body. Here's where you got to read Genesis to understand. God, I know we deep. Hear me out, young people. I know we deep. And we talk about God in the sky. And he's so holy. But I want you to know that God uses your bodies to move in the earth. He said, read Genesis 1. You think I'm just talking in 26. He says, I created man or human beings in my image. And I gave them dominion in the earth. So anything that happened in this earth, it's happening through men. So, guys, I need your body because I got some work that needs to be done. I, I delivered you because I needed you to do something. I healed you because I needed you. I saved you because I needed you. When they thought you wasn't going to be nothing, I brought you through it. 
right? He said, I, I did this. He said, I did this because I need you. I need to change the world, but I just can't change the world osmos in the sky. I got to change the minds of people. Everything that happens in this created world happens through the mind of men. Everything you touch and see, and it happens through the mind of men. So God, that's why Jesus said the spirit will be amongst you and in you. So God wants to work in you, through you, and as you. Right? So he said, that's why I need your body. Right? If I didn't need your body, now some people are going to say, ah, you tripping. Right? If I didn't need your body, uh, I could have stepped in in the garden and stopped Satan from doing what he wanted to do. He said, but I made a vow that I was giving the earth to humans. He said, I'm a spirit. And the only body that's uh, really legal in the earth is dirt with a spirit in it. Right? And so that's why the humans is a two-part being. They're dirt and spirit. Right? So when, when Satan was clowning, God had to sit back and watch because he, he's a spirit. But he said, he told Satan, if you keep reading that third chapter, he said, I'm coming back. And then he came back through Jesus. That's why when you read Isaiah, it said, unto us a child is born, but the son was given to us. The son didn't have no father. All right? The son had a mother because God is the earth I gave the human. So I had to come back as a human, and then I conquered hell. That's why Jesus is so powerful. He changed the world because now, because he's God working through man. And that's why Jesus said the work that I do, you'll be able to even do. And even greater. You got to know who you are. You're somebody. So guys, he said, man, make this sacrifice, right? He said, let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way uh -oh, to worship him. Now listen, I know you want to shout, and I know when Onika and them get up here and sing, and he sounds so good. They sung a song today that was so good, I wanted to sing. And I looked at Kiki. Every time I get ready to sing, I think about Kiki. Kiki said, Pastor Duran, let's stop this now. You, you're messing up. You, it, God didn't call you to do this, right? So they sung a song. Uh, I was created to make his praise glorious. I was created to make his praise glorious. I was created to make his prayer because his true worship, right, is what? Let's go back. Giving him your body. Allow, if you really want to worship God, allow your body to be used by him. Allow God to work through you. If you really want to worship him, allow him to work in your life. Allow him to work in your life if you want to see the true worship. Right? Then he goes on. Here's what he says in verse 2. He says, don't copy the pattern or the behavior uh, and customs of this world. Right? What world? He said, the world that said you don't need God, it's all about you. And not recognize. He said, but let God transform you. Because only God can transform you. So Paul, it says, y'all got to let God transform you into a new person uh, by changing the way you think. Now, here's the thing. When they say you got to be born again, all right, what he's telling you, uh, Nadia, he says, you got to change the way you think. You got to let God change your mind, and that'll rebirth you. And so now I think different. 
And when I start thinking different, I start behaving different. And I know it don't make sense, right? So I, I can tell my, my little point guy from on the shore, the, little, the general, I, don't know, I saw her somewhere. She, she snuck off on me. She went somewhere. There she go. You know how it is when you, when you was younger and you were playing basketball and you thought you knew how to point, play point guard. And then, and then all of a sudden, the coach said, listen, you got to run this play. You got to learn how to be a point guard. And you got to do this. And you learned how to be a better point guard. So you playing against better girls, right? Nadia, you playing against better girls. And as the coach was showing you different moves and you became better. And I was watching Nadia the other day in the game. And she ain't but, but this big, right? But she came and she posted the girl up. And she used her body and leverage to get the girl behind her. And the girl could not get around this girl, right? I'm sitting there with her dad. I said, why, don't, why won't they give her the ball? But somebody taught her. Somebody told her, listen, if you step in front of them, get wide, open your legs, sit down and square out. They can't get around you. Make yourself wide. But it only changed when they told her. Because when she first started playing, she just got in front of the girl. She was skinny. Right? But then she realized if I get wider, then I'm bigger, then I'm stronger. If I sit down, right, low center of gravity. It happens when somebody told her. They changed the way she was thinking. Point God, they changed the way you was thinking. So, so once they change the way you think, it changed the way you play. Right? So uh, it's, it's awesome. So watch what he says. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will. Then you will, watch this here, learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Right? That's why when you read Romans chapter 6, he says, uh, uh, you have to die, watch this here, Kim, you have to die to your sin nature. Right? You're born with this nature. Right? That's really against God. I don't know. I don't understand how it works, but it is, right? So you got this nature that don't die. So Paul says you have to die to it. He said when you die to it, he said it no longer, the sin nature no longer has power over you as long as you die to it. But here's the thing. He said, but then you come alive. He said you come alive to Christ. What he's saying is, Terry, you change the way you think. Once you change the way you think, now God is my Lord. Oh, he changes. I used to think that it was about my money. Then I realized when I lost it all, it really was about him. Right? So, and now, so when he transformed me, he changed the way I was thinking. That, that's the born again. So now my sin nature is trying to get me, but it can't because I'm dead to it, but I'm alive to Christ. What do you mean you're alive to Christ? So now I don't think like I used to think. I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. If I ever do it again, I fall back and seven demons worse than the first will come back on me. Whenever you have anybody who has a relationship with God and they give their life to God and they go back to the world, they seven times worse. Their mind gets so warped, God is the last thing on their mind. They get very devilish and demonic, right? I got three minutes to get through these. Oh, Jesus, I'm on the two. two I got it 13. Here we go. Now, so here's number three. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, listen to Paul, I give each of you this warning. Don't you think you are better than you really are? 
Don't, don't, you, you better not think you better than you really are. The reason why he was telling me this is because everything you have is a gift from God. It, I, some people get up and tell you, I, I had a good job, I was doing well, and they closed the plant. And then all of a sudden, I, I had to get SSI or I had to get unemployment because your world changed. When you think it's about you, everything you have is a gift from God. Your children are a gift. Your wife is a gift. Your husband is a gift. Your job is a gift. Your, everything you have is a gift. So don't you think you're somebody because you got a nice job, because you got a nice house? You think you're somebody because you live in an expensive house? Because you're driving a fancy car? Guys, I gave you that, right? And guess what I'll do? Play with me, you won't be able to pay the note. All right, now. He said, don't think you're better than you really are. But be honest. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourself by the faith God. Don't measure yourself by what other people have. We often measure ourselves with somebody else has. You know, I'm good. Uh, they ain't no good. They, no, I'm not compared to Derek. God told me, don't, don't you compare yourself to Derek. You know, I got a whole nother agenda for Derek. You trying to compare. Listen, I got so much more for you, but since you want to limit yourself, I'll leave you right there with Derek. I really was going to send you to the mountaintop. That's what we want. So then he says this here. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body, we are many parts of one body. And we all belong. Listen, we are one. Listen, that's why you can't think you're better than somebody else. Because we all are part of the body of Christ. And here's the thing, right? And I'm going to cut across the field. This is good, right? So here's what he says. In his grace, everybody say grace. grace. Grace is something that you didn't do anything about. You had nothing to do with it. It was all God's gift to you. All right? In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. God gave us different gifts. You know, uh, Nadia, I, 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 I looked your name up so I get it right today. Right? I, I won't call you baby Crystal today. Nadia and Point Guard, they're two different people. She can't go there and she's better than Point Guard because she go to Montessori. Well, I'm better than her. No, she's a Point Guard. God gave her Point Guard skills, and he made her a post. So why is she comparing herself to her? Just be the best Point Guard that God made you. Be the best post that God made you. Be the best teacher God made you. Be the best worker on the line. Don't talk about the other person. You just make sure you be the best person on the line. Don't talk about your husband. You just be the best wife. You be the best husband. You be the best daughter, the best son. Don't talk about somebody else. Well, I'm better than them. I'm smarter than them. You're not smarter than them. You got to be stupid. If you think you're smarter than somebody else, you are absolutely stupid. Do you realize, I, I promise you, man, I can't, listen, I got a, a master's degree plus 20 hours, right? And I still can't write as good as Ardina. 
I can't do it, right? But I promise you, I work circles around when we come to math. I can do math in my sleep, right? I can do stuff. Adina is not computer. Like, I can do stuff on a computer. She can't do it to save her life. And she brilliant, right? So I, how am I going to call her stupid and dumb? Because God gave her the gift to write, but he gave me the gift to do math. Right? Everybody got different gifts. Just because somebody can't do what you do, they don't make them dumb. Listen, you want This is real good right here. You gonna like this? Uh, le, 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 uh, le, what's your mama name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna like this here? You ever see somebody say, "Man, that girl knows she fine." Ooh, she ugly. Now, how on God's green earth did you gonna judge whether somebody ugly or pretty when they just how God made them? Who are you? What's going on in your life that make you determine somebody look good? They exactly how God made them. So all you need to do is be thankful that God made you do it because somebody thought you was ugly or pretty, right? Uh, it, it doesn't matter because here's the thing. God gave all of us different gifts. He created, he didn't want all, all everybody to look good like me. He didn't want all y'all to look good like me, right? right? No, he did not. He did not. He went, no, 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 right? So he made all of us different, right? But we all should work together as a glove. So if I appreciate Brian, you know, Brian got dreads and long, and he got a beard, man. He got them glasses, and he looked cool. And he drive a Hummer, and, and I'm cool, and I'm, and I'm smooth, and I'm bald-headed, and I drive a Conclay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right? Now, he just made us different. I don't want no dreads. That's what Brian wants. He, want, he don't want to be bald-headed. You see what I'm saying? Right? So we got to see guys. It sounds funny, but it's true. So, then we, so now we look at each other, man, because you are just like me. And we should just appreciate each other. Because we are different. We are God's children. And we represent the king. Right? Now, so I got to go cut across the field. He says, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. Now, listen, whatever you're giving, so I don't know my gift, whatever you do well, do it well. I will, if it's cooking, cook well. If it's writing, write well. If it's cleaning, clean. Everybody can't be a custodian. Everybody can't be Tim. Right? Tim is good. He really good. Right? Everybody can't be Tim. Right? I can't be Tim. I try, it don't work. Camilla said I need to stop because I just mess up. Right? Now, but everybody, I can't cut hair like Patrick. God didn't give me that gift. You'd be looking like me. Everybody had a different look, right? Now, but whatever gift you have, use that thing for the glory of God. Now, some people get into, now he's going to talk with me real quick. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. Now, listen, so, ah, man, I, I don't know what to do. Some people, man, they can just give you words of encouragement. They can lift you up. And you know what? You know they get to give because you want to be around them all the time. Because you want to hear what they got to say. Because you know they're going to say something that's going to lift you up. Some of you all got that gift. And you know you got the gift. Some of you guys got the gift of gab, right? It says, if, if it's given, give generously. Right? Some people, they won't give a dime. I wouldn't care what you ask for. Right? And some people got the gift of giving. 
and they're going to give, it's only about 20, this is, I, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. Only about, all these people we got in here, professionals, only 20% of the people go to Kingdom Embassy support the church. The other 80%, man, they may get $10, they may get 5 or whatever. They may make $80,000, but they're not giving it. And no, not, I, I don't want nobody to feel guilty, I'm just telling you. But that, that in that 20%, some people, they're gifted to give. And they just give till they don't have nothing else to give. And guess what? God replenish them and give them again. Right? Because uh, that's their gift. Right? And then you say, man, I ain't giving like that because God didn't give you to give like that. You don't have that kind of mindset. Right? God didn't give you that kind of gift. Now, you're supposed to give. I'm talking about people that's gifted to give. Right? So, and when I say gift, some people going to give all the, I can call Brother Sam right now. And I can tell Brother Sam, he can be at home. Brother Sam, 80 almost. Brother Sam can be at home sick, not feeling good. Right? I said, Brother Sam, uh, with you, it's a snow blizzard. Uh, but the man is coming there to fix the uh, refrigerator. Can you go up there and open the door? Uh, yeah, Pastor, just give me a few minutes. Now, some of you all I can call, and you're like, man, Pastor, I'm not going up there, man. No, I like you, but I don't like you that much. But some people just have that, they, 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 they just givers, and they just doers, and they just, but whatever yours is, use it for the kingdom, right? Now, he says, uh, here's the thing. He says, uh, if it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously, right? Uh, and if you have a gift, for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. I was, the other day, I went to the school to uh, uh, visit uh, Tiffany. She asked me to come and speak in uh, at her school, right? And so I didn't write nothing down, right? So my secretary said, what you going to write? What you going to say? I said, I don't know. God will give it to me, right? And she thought I was playing, but I didn't write nothing down. But I knew God gave me a gift. Yeah. I said, when I get there, I'm going to mesmerize all them kids. They ain't going to be ready for me, right? Because that's my gift. But what I, here's what I saw. I saw Tiffany in leadership position. I saw her gift of leadership. The principal came in and said, I was going to wear some jeans, but uh, I, I didn't know what Tiffany was going to say. Now, this is the principal talking, right? Because she took the lead on uniforms, and she said, this is what we're going to do. I don't care what. And she told the kids, here's what you can do, and, and here's what you're going to wear. And you can't wear anything else, right? She took her leadership. And you don't want to talk about Stephanie because you do it at community college. You take your leadership and you lead with confidence. Yeah. And, you lead, and people like your leadership and they keep promoting you. Now, now, now and, and, I'm, I'm, and I got two more and I'm done. He said, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is what? Good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. He's trying to show us, man, how to be followers of Christ. He's trying to show us. He said, don't be play acting. Don't pretend. Really do it. The only way it can make a difference. Listen, no offense. Please don't take this the wrong way. It was a snow day last week, right? Do you know I often was down $4,000? Last week, the offering was down $4,000 last week. Do you know y'all sat at home and y'all thought about the church, but y'all didn't give because y'all weren't in the building, right? Kingdom-minded, but there's some people, they gave online. 
Some people came up here and put it in the box. Right? Because they made a commitment. They said, I'm giving this because this is my commitment. Because I'm not doing it for the church. I'm doing it for him. And I ain't trying to make nobody feel bad or anything like that. Because God going to bless us. He always blesses us, right? So we don't struggle. All right? But I'm just telling you your, the, the mind we got to have. Because we got to trust God with everything and at all times. And, we gotta, and because what you do affects everybody. When you don't give, we can't help. We can't do, we just can't, right? So then everybody suffers because you held back, right? Now, he said, don't just pretend to love, really love, right? So you had to do it this way. You had to do it like Margaret did one time, right? Margaret was gone, and Margaret didn't come to church, so she took her offering, and, and she put it in a drawer, and she worked every she took her offering and she put it in the drawer. It was during the pandemic, and she put it in the drawer. And then she called and said, Pastor, uh, I got the tithe and offering. Right? And and during our pandemic, our offering was greater in the pandemic than it was when we was meeting in person. Because people, the same people who didn't give last week, or whatever, not the same people, but they during the pandemic, we didn't come to church for almost a year. And y'all gave and gave, and guess why I don't knock it? No, that's why I don't knock nobody. Because y'all gave and gave and gave online to our church. wouldn't even get no, we didn't even go to the government for assistance. Because y'all gave more during the pandemic than y'all did when y'all was meeting. That's why, that's why I tell people all the time, I said, I know, I, I know what kind of church I got. I was telling the commander when they said the offering, I said, oh, no down for, oh, okay, we're good. You come back, right? But I have to teach, my job is to teach you all so you know. Right? So what's going on, right? Now, and I'm done on this here. Here's what he says. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord through enthusiasm. Here's what he means. When he says serve the Lord, he don't mean serve Jesus like that. What he means, if you're going to serve the Lord, you got to serve people. He said you got to do it enthusiastically. He said then people know that I'm alive because they only know I'm alive through you. So you got to serve, and you got to serve, and be excited about serving, and be excited about doing, right? Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble, and keep on what? Keep on communicating with God. When God's people are in need, be ready to what? Always be eager to what? Listen to me. That's why if you don't do nothing, you don't get nothing. If you don't sow nothing, you don't get nothing. Won't nobody do for you. You can't, you can't just take. Because God created a principle. It's called reaping and sowing. And here's the thing. We don't even have to know. Because God knows. And God is a spirit. And spirit works in the minds of people. Raise your hand. If somebody ever asked to borrow some money from you and you told them no, raise your hand. Put your hands down. Raise your hand if somebody ever asked to borrow some money from you and you said yes. See? God can touch the same person that told somebody else no to tell you yes. Because God works in the hearts of people. And everything works through the minds of people. That's why people should be able to identify that you're a Christian. And people say, all right, Christian, that's religion. Well, everybody should know that you're Christ-like by the way you carry yourself in the way you talk. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.
I'm really done. Now listen, I want to give you all an opportunity um, to be blessed. Right? I want to give everybody an opportunity to be blessed. So everybody stand to your feet. You got an opportunity to be blessed. I know y'all think I'm going to ask for some money, but I'm not. Right? This is an opportunity for you to make a commitment. Wait, listen to me. This is an opportunity for you to make a commitment. And, and I don't want you to do it out loud. This is an opportunity for you to make a commitment to God that today you're going to make a commitment to give your life completely to him. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, today you have an opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior. And if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to come to the front. You can do it quietly or whatever, all right, because I want to touch and agree with you, right, uh, that you want to give your life to the Lord, right, uh, and make commitment. If you want to be baptized, I want you to come to the front, right? Uh, now, when we ready to dismiss, I ain't going to hold you, hold you hostage in front of everybody, right? Now, that's if you want to be blessed, for real, for real. You got to make a commitment to giving your life to him. Not your money. You know why not your money? Because it's already his. He don't really need your money, right? Because uh, he can make you give it one way or another, right? He wants you to do that freely out of your heart, right? But he really wants you to make a commitment to give your life to him. He won't make you do that. You have to do that. He won't affect your will. Let's bow heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. And we ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to touch their hearts today. And let them know that if they see any shortcoming in their life or where they've been slacking, the day is the day where they close the gap, where they tighten up everything, where they come closer to you, where they make a commitment to represent you in their everyday walk. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've given them. And Lord, we pray for every single person who's making that commitment today, who's rededicating their life to you, or who's dedicating their life to you, or who's going to give their life to you. Or those who want to get baptized into the body of Christ to show the world that they've committed commitment to you. Oh, or if they want to be a member of this church and be a part of the kingdom of God, Lord, touch them right now in the name of Jesus. We just thank you so much, and we praise you for each one of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.